Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I uh, bet you're wondering, you know, where's the music, Madman? Where's the music that we usually hear at the beginning? Well, you know, we're in the, in the process of migrating uh, uh, from one soundboard to another. So, hey, one week without music. Suck it up. Suck it up, buttercup. Anyway, welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. Shock Monkey Radio is sponsored by Royal Builders Custom Construction Company Incorporated in Charlotte Hall, Maryland. Give them a Google, or you can reach them at 301-884-2699, but more on them later before the news worth knowing. So um, I, I want to start with the, the bad news first. So um, uh, this past week, Fred Willard died. Um, rest in peace, Fred Willard. Uh, thanks for the laughs. Uh, you know, he was a, uh, a graduate of the Virginia Military Institute, the VMI, uh, here in Virginia. Uh, but I mean, wow, so, so much stuff that he's done that has made me laugh. I mean, uh, like, especially all those, uh, Christopher Guest movies, those are great because it's all real dry and Fred Willard, uh, he was, he was really good at that dry humor, good with setups and so forth. So many good laughs, uh, and Spinal Tap where he's sitting there talking about, a. it was like, oh yeah, well, I would like everything to go on 1900 hours. And right now I have 18, 1830 hours. And they're like, oh, so in 50 hours, it's like, no, 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 like half an hour, <laughs> You know, it's it was it was he was a good he was a good comedian to play off of. He could play a straight man. He could be a setup man. I uh, really liked him in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, where he uh, he said, we, you know, we were the we used to get up to crazy things. Your dad and me, we were a, we had a basketball team called the Hemoglobin Trotters. You know, Hemoglobin Trotters. You know, like the famous colored black uh, basketball team, African American. You know, just that old like uh, Greatest Generation kind of doddering old. <laughs> doddering old man kind of thing man he gave us some good laughs um rest in peace oh i liked him in best in show too when uh, he's, do, he's doing the uh broadcasting of the uh the what was it, was it the westminster kennel club he's like oh here here comes that slow judge uh what what, what was the word you used deliberate oh yeah deliberate <laughs> it's just it was kind of it's kind of like he was like self uh good at being unself-aware sir or so Rest in peace, Fred Willard. Thanks for the laughs. The scarecrow is packing heat. I was thinking about The Wizard of Oz. Actually, I was thinking about a bunch of old movies uh, uh, over the weekend. And so uh, you're going to hear me talk about a bunch of uh, old movies today. But the scarecrow had a revolver when they left the Emerald City to go confront the witch. Oops. So here's the thing that makes ask, I have so many questions after thinking about it. It's like, wait a minute. He was packing a revolver. He had a revolver. Now here's the thing, if the Emerald City had this technology, if Emerald City had the had firearm technology, why is there a danger of some a bunch of winged monkeys coming around? Wouldn't there be like uh, dead flying monkeys and all over the streets of the Emerald City? Because there'd be people with guns. No, all you saw was some guys with some guys with pikes, some pikemen, you know, in in the Emerald City. Nobody appeared appeared to have any firearms at the ready. So I don't know. Maybe maybe Emerald City isn't completely enclosed. Did they show it enclosed? I don't know, but here's the thing: is like, is is that the thing with the magic of the witch? Is like, can she make infinite flying monkeys to the point where firearms are useless? You can't, you just can't make enough bullets. And if that's the case, why'd they send him with a gun at all? If they sent him with a gun, why didn't they send everyone else with a gun? And if you can only send one gun, why give that one gun to the person who doesn't have a brain? What the hell? What the hell is going on in Oz? 
I think you see that movie uh, show Tin Man. Was that on Sci-Fi? That was a pretty damn good show. I really, uh, I really like that. That's better than the original, if you ask me. It's pretty good. Plus, I had Zooey Deschanel in it, and she's super hot. Super, super hot. Yeah, so I don't know. And plus, when, like, when Dorothy came back, and they told her, oh, by the way, you can kill witches, evil witches, by throwing water on them. And so, um, do you think that applies to Glinda, the good witch, too? Do you think someone would, oh, we know how to kill the witches. And then, uh, you know, next thing you know, like, Emerald City's, like, uh, has a booming super soaker technology, you know, going on. We melt, we melt witches. Uh, so I once met an artist, okay? And I, I use the phrase artist uh, loosely here because uh, she was a painter. She was a painter. And uh, she was kind of uh, living with a friend of mine, uh, kind of like freeloading off of them. Because as you know, artists don't make a whole lot of money. And um, so at the time, I was making pretty good money. And I kind of wanted a painting, uh, a commissioned painting. And it's like, and I saw her painting. I did like it. I didn't enjoy her paintings. And I said, hey, let me commission a piece from uh, a piece from you. It's like, I would like to have a portrait. I would like you to do a portrait of my face. Only I got a bunch of, uh, you know, sine waves, like radio waves coming into my ears. I got a, you know, a bunch of uh, like light coming into my eyes and so forth with a bunch of like images, like kind of like a computer images or something like that. And coming out of the mouth is a bunch of random words. And I, I, I asked I to asked do this commission. I'm telling you, I would have paid like 100, 200 bucks for something like that at the, at the time. But I told her, this, like, this is what I want. This is the commission that I want. This is the painting that I want. And she says, well, you know, it sounds to me like, you know, you know exactly the way you want it to be. It's like, why don't you paint it? And so I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, because I'm not an artist, first of all. Second of all, it's like, you want to make a living doing this, don't you? I'm offering to pay you to do a portrait in a certain way. Isn't that what a commission is? Isn't that what a, uh, when somebody commissions an artist, that's what it's like, I want you to paint this. Sometimes it could be paint it whatever you want. And so that's really the issue. The issue is that she wanted to paint whatever she wanted. She didn't want to get paid. She wanted to get paid for painting what she wants. She didn't want to get paid for painting what other people, what the customer wants. Now, here's the thing. As a writer, as an artist myself, in some ways, it's like if somebody wanted to pay me $100 or $200 to give them, you know, 10,000 words of prose or, or something like poetry, anything you want, to, I would take that job. I would take that job because, you know, I understand what a commission is. Yeah, it may not be what I want to write. That's what I have this show for. So I can write what I want to write. But if somebody's going to pay me, hell yeah, I'll write anything. I'll write... I'll write hit pieces against Trump. I will. I'll, I could write articles that are so far left, it would blow your mind. You would think I was a socialist for real. That's what being an artist is. It's not being a freeloader posing as an artist. I'm an artist posing as a freeloader. Anyway, have you seen Freddy vs. Jason? <laughs> I really like that movie. I really like Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, I know, you know, like all horror movies of that genre, they all have their flaws. They're all a little sloppy in many ways. Like, uh, horror movies, they're, they're generally kind of sloppy. Anyways, but I thought it was a pretty damn good film. And so, um, but now I want more of that kind of thing. You know, can't we get, like, Michael Myers and uh, uh, Chucky, Pinhead, get them all together? You know, and then here's the, all right, here's the thing. You make it rated R, and you have the Avengers fight these guys. All right? Oh, my God, that would be so cool. You got, like, Chucky trying to stomp 
stomp on uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. You know, Scarlet Witch fell asleep. She's getting all these cuts all over her face. All over her face. You know, and then you got a... Uh, you got uh, Michael Myers and Jason trying to out uh, out stalk and out teleport each other because they got to be teleporters, right? Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees, they have to be teleporters. That's the only reason, that's the only way those movies make sense. And so, you know, then they're, yeah, they're out stalking and then you have this big climatic final battle, you know, and, you know, they're, you know, they're fighting Captain America and, you know, and, uh, oh, could be so much fun, you know, ooh, could be so much fun. So here's the thing. Here's the twist, though. Here's the twist of the film. The twist of the film is the bad guys win. You, you get to wipe out all the Avengers. You get to get rid of all those actors. Start all over if you want to, Marvel. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You need to get on the phone, Marvel. Disney. You need to get on the phone, Disney. Get some of these licensed properties. Make a rated R Avengers movie where you can kill them all. Oh, it's like, oh, it would be so good. Get this movie made. Damn it. All the best movies are in my imagination. Anyway, I was thinking about Back to the Future again. Uh, this time, Part 3. Back to the Future, Part 3. Now, I was thinking about Doc Brown's time-traveling train. All right, first of all, uh, the, the original train that they stole uh, was destroyed. Fe- well, it fell off the cliff. And you tell me law enforcement never found Emmett Brown, Dr. Emmett Brown, uh, after that? Because they couldn't figure out who had stolen the train? Okay, so let's assume that he evaded law enforcement after stealing a train and destroying it, uh, dropping it in the Eastwood Ravine. (laughs) All right, say he doesn't get caught. All right, do you think that he enlisted the help of a school teacher to help him rob another train? Do you think she was pregnant at the time? Do you think Clara was pregnant at the time when they robbed another train? Or do you think something more likely, something more likely like Dr. Emmett Brown used his knowledge of the future and science and the future in order to create patents that someone else invented patents for in his timeline, thus disturbing the timeline, Dr. Emmett L. Morrill, you know. Oh, we can't take the sports almanac, but I can invent stainless steel before anyone else. And let me, I, I have to ask you, the DeLorean, I mean, in the very first movie, he said that the stainless steel construction is important for the time uh, movement in time. And so I think that that, you know, I, that train didn't seem to be stainless steel. Did you see any chromium or tungsten in there? I don't think so. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Doc Brown did, did use his knowledge to create something like stainless steel, make a fortune off of it, because when he came back in Back to the Future 3, they're all dressed up real nice for the late 1800s, you know, early turn of the century gear. You know, it was really nice, really nice. <laughs> they're dressed like they were rich. <clears throat> and so I think that that's the issue, is that Doc Brown... Uh, he probably invented something, patented something before anyone else, got riches off of it so that he could buy a train, buy a locomotive, and put all, you know, build the flux capacitor and all the uh, things that he needs to make the train a time machine. So that must have cost thousands of dollars <laughs> in the 1890s. So, but here's the thing. Do you think, I mean, based on the age of Jules and Vern, I would say maybe like 10 years after Marty went back to the future, Doc Brown spent building this train. So do you think that Doc Brown bought a train, put it in a, it had to be in a train yard, so it's connected to the railway system, all right? You have like a locked, uh, enclosed, secret hangar to build his time travel train in, all right? In 1890 or 1895, well, they were 1885, yeah, 10 years, like 1895, assuming he left the past in 1895. 
So what do you think at 1895 for 10 years, he can keep this secret project uh, a secret? I don't know. And then you have Clara there. And Clara's an 1880s type of woman. All right, type of woman who never understood what it's like to be able to vote or really have a job and how lucky she was to even be a teacher with a job. Okay, the teacher was pretty much the only job teachers could have back then, or women could have back then. So do you think that she would uh, she would be able to keep a secret after all? You know, that's why the women gossiped so much back then is because they had nothing else to do. Yeah, and it's just he's building a, tr- a time travel train. <laughs> We're going to go to the future. Ugh. Now, here's the thing also when it comes to how far in the future can you go with a time travel train? I understand it could fly, but if trains become obsolete at some point in the future, where are you going to even hide that thing? You're going to be like Marty hiding a DeLorean in 1955, but the train is much bigger. Anyway, these movies, they are, they're always in my mind because they're confusing as hell when it comes to time travel. <laughs> I get mad about the coins that Marty drops on the, bo- at, on the counter at the, uh, at the diner. Because <laughs> the guy would have, he would have heard just from the tra- chains dropping that there was a different type of metal in those coins. Because the coins in Marty's pocket were from 1985 and they had a different content of metal than the coins did in 1955. That guy would know. That guy would know. Hey, do you think Doc Brown had to go to like the 1890s to meet a, go- meet a girl? Do you think that's why he always wanted to go back to the Old West? Because he thought that, he, you know, he was having a hard time dating in the 1980s, you know, no girls are interested in him because he had this kind of a uh, greatest greatest generation kind of vibe to him. He's like, no woman of mine's going to work. <laughs> so it's like, I, then you got, you know, during the 70s, you had the women's liberation movement starting. And then, you know, Doc couldn't get a date after the 70s, mid 70s. And so like, he's like, well, I guess I got to go back to the 1890s to find a real quality woman that I want that's going to, you know, cook my food. After all, he makes inventions to cook his food. Do you think Dr. Brown could cook? Most scientists I've known can cook, but why would he make the invention? I don't know. I think maybe Doc Brown is a misogynist and had to find a woman who could deal with a misogynist. Probably somewhere in the 1880s. All right, I was thinking about Cyborg, you know, from the Justice League. You know, Cyborg is from the Justice League. He's pretty much kind of just like half a torso uh, and a bunch of computers, you know, and so forth. And so here's my question when it comes to a, a character like Cyborg or Robot Man from Doom Patrol or uh, RoboCop, you know. Let me ask you something. If you no longer had a dick, as a man, if you no longer had a dick, would you want to keep living? Now, here's the thing. Um, and this can apply to anybody who used to have a dick and doesn't anymore. Uh, in, in fiction. In fiction, not by choice, for God's sake. All right, so... So here's the thing. It's like if if I were that kind of guy, if I were a cyborg, and then I realize it's like, oh, I don't have a dick, I can't fuck anymore. What's the point of living? I don't think I don't think that I would want to keep keep going. That's just who I am. So um, do you remember in Dead Presidents where Curtis gave the morphine uh, drop? Can you have the got the? Can you jiggle the mouse there? Uh, yeah. So where was I? Oh, where? Yeah, in Dead Presidents where Curtis. Um, uh, gave the guy the extra morphine to kill him. Do you know why he did that in that movie? He did that because the dude had his dick chopped off. And that's the point. That's the point. Is that that Curtis knew. It's like, what? what's the point of living without your dick? So here's the thing. The best case scenario for 
uh, for Cyborg um, was to be that he was a virgin before he merged with a mother box. That sounds dirty. That doesn't not sound dirty. I don't think they're thinking it through when <laughs> made up the name for the mother box. Anyway, um, but at some point, even if he was a virgin before he became a, uh, a cyborg, you know, at some point he'll want that human contact. He will want, uh, he will get some sort of sexual frustration. Now, do you remember in the first RoboCop? In the first RoboCop, he started having all these memories of his, of his wife and so forth, and he's wandering around inside her house, and he's having all these flashbacks of his old life, and he starts tweaking out and twitching, and he punches a screen, and then he goes back to work? That doesn't seem to make sense to me. The well, In a realistic situation, a, a, a person who has lost their humanity to that degree, that's RoboCop realizing that he can no longer fuck somebody. <laughs> and so it's, I think at that point, RoboCop would have gone on a rampage, murdering everybody until the military had to fly a bunch of futuristic jet fighters over to bomb the fuck out of Detroit and kill RoboCop. So that's the point, is that, you know, yeah. It would suck to be Cyborg, a robot man, because you lost the humanity. And so I am not down with the idea of merging technology with biology. Elon Musk, you've been, you've been a beautiful cha American champion the last couple of days, but I got to tell you, this whole Neuralink stuff, that's, not, that's a bad path to go down, man. You don't want to end up with some RoboCop with no dick, you know. It's just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. It's like, yeah, we could save his life, but he's going to live without a dick. Do you think he might be pissed once he wakes up? Possibly. Possibly. That's a dangerous thing, merging, merging biology and technology. It's a very dangerous thing. You shouldn't do it. So, uh, yeah. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Well, do you have the technology to rebuild his dick? Well, that's, uh, that's only available on the $9 million man model. Still in beta, we're trying to work out the kinks. Double entendre score. Uh, so I don't know if you've been paying attention to Elon Musk and possibly even Joe Rogan, uh, but lately they have been talking about uh, moving. Uh, Joe Rogan's talked about moving to Texas. Elon Musk has talked about moving Tesla uh, and SpaceX out of California and into uh, possibly Texas, Nevada, or even Colorado, or no, o Oklahoma. <clears throat> yeah, I think he was looking at uh, at uh, Tulsa, and so um, so here's the thing. Um, after all this COVID thing and all that going on, it seems like a bunch of New Yorkers and Californians, all these people who live in liberal <laughs> liberal places, possibly will be migrating out of those population centers and into other states, other uh, more conservative states. So um, there goes the neighborhood. You know, if Joe Rogan moved in next to me, I wouldn't necessarily like him voting at my polls. You know what I mean? It's like bringing all these, like, New York liberals or California liberals to another state. That's probably a bad idea. I mean, the urban areas in Texas are kind of getting liberal as it is. Virginia is far too purple for my taste these days, but uh, I, I think uh, this election is going to be a big change in that. So, um, yeah, um, I don't know if it's a good idea to have all these Californians and New Yorkers moving into our state. Uh, of course, they're free to do so, just like I'm free. I'm free enough to leave uh, a purple state if I'm if I hate it so much. But I don't blame you. I don't blame you, Californians. I don't blame you, New Yorkers. You know, because anyone who's in an urban center where these like or a Michiganer, Michiganer, 
Michigan or whatever. You know, I can understand. I really do. I understand it's like these, uh, these authoritarians, they're really going nuts. They're really loving this lockdown stuff. They love playing uh, dictator. All right. Dicks. Anyway, uh, we're getting close to the bottom of the hour. So um, I want to tell you about our Patreon. Please go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Uh, become a patron. $3 a month. $3 a month and you get access to all of our video content, all of our content behind the scenes. That's stuff that's not on YouTube. The stuff that uh, it was never broadcast as a podcast. I have a couple, excuse me, a couple things that are uh, exclusive to patrons over at patreon.com. If you want to advertise with us, you can also advertise with us through patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Um, if you want a cool t-shirt that says FXPG Public Radio, uh, you can go over to uh, uh, Teespring, T-E-E, S-P-R-I-N-G, teespring.com slash stores slash madman lowercase. That's two words, madman and lowercase pressed together. So, what else we got? We also got um, the FXBG Public Radio Twitch channel. I don't know if we've had anything on it uh, too much lately. Um, also, we got um, uh, Scott Wharton. This is a, this is a not, not cast or this is not a podcast. Look for Scott Wharton. Um uh, I was on his show a couple weeks ago, and he just posted up a video, and that's cool. And uh, humble brag, but somebody told Kevin Smith about the uh, the Born in Quarantine Fredericksburg FXBG Improv that we have here at FXBG Public Radio. And so uh, hopefully Kevin Smith got a laugh at some of those those nutballs. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be there uh, um, this coming Friday to throw out ideas and just create more chaos with those guys. Nice guys. Pretty funny. Need a sip of this? Mm. We're reopening. Everyone's getting back to work. I'm sure you have jobs that you need to get done. And if you are in the Charlotte Hall, Maryland area, then look no further than Royal Builders Custom Construction Company Incorporated. Just search for them on buzzfile.com or you can call them at 301-884-2699. For over 24 years, Royal Builders Custom Construction Company Incorporated has specialized in both residential and non-residential construction, so any job you have and you need to get it done, they will get it done for you. So give them a call, 301-884-2699, or search for them on uh, buzzfile.com. That's Royal Builders Custom Construction Company Incorporated. I will also put a link in the podcast description so that you just, you just click one click and find them. Uh, get it done. With Royal Builders Custom Construction Company, 301-884-2699. And be sure to tell them that Shock Monkey Radio sent you. Thank you for patronizing our sponsors. We really appreciate these sponsors. Thank you so much. It's time to get into the news worth knowing. The long arm of the law. Let's get in this first story. Yeah, we may end early. All right, uh, governors face mounting court challenges over coronavirus lockdown orders. Maybe we got audio off. All right, uh, legal challenges to governor's coronavirus shutdown orders are piling up nationwide, putting state leaders on the defensive as citizens and businesses itching to get back to normal take their arguments to court. In some cases, succeeding at voiding the governor's actions. 
The Wisconsin Supreme Court, for example, struck down a, governor, a Democratic governor, Tony Evers's stay at home, safer at home order on the grounds that his administration did not have the power to unilaterally impose the restrictions without the input of the state legislature. That's correct. That's called being a dictator, Tony. <laughs> uh, Evers Monday gave up on his effort to reimpose statewide rules to slow the coronavirus's spread after it became clear he would not be able to come to an agreement with Republican lawmakers. Quote, the Republicans made it very clear that they don't believe a statewide approach is the right way to go at this point in time, he said. It doesn't make a lot of sense spending a lot of time doing something we know isn't going to be successful. Wow, it seems like basic common sense to me. Uh, meanwhile, the Oregon Supreme Court Monday night, temporarily, Monday night, temporarily blocked a lower court order that would have invalidated all the state's coronavirus restrictions. A county circuit judge earlier had ruled that Democratic Governor Kate Brown uh, needed to get the legislature to sign off on her stay-at-home order past, the 20, past a 28-day limit. But the state Supreme Court ruled that the order uh, would stay in place until the tribunal had a chance to fully review the case, which was brought by a group of churches. Brown slammed the lower court ruling on Monday before the higher court left her restrictions in place, at least temporarily. Quote, it is irresponsible to dismiss with the health risks and science behind our measures to stop COVID-19, she tweeted. We would be faced with the prospect of yet another mass outbreak without the tools that have proven to be effective in protecting our families, neighbors, and loved ones from this disease. Fear mongers. Uh, the looming battle in the Oregon Supreme Court comes as a case is pen pending for a lower court in Illinois as the uh, potential to invalidate the state's coronavirus restrictions implemented by Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker. Uh, uh, okay, that's a period. I'll stop. A judge who ruled against Pritzker's order as it applied to just one state lawmaker will hear arguments on Friday in a case that attempts to undo the order in its entirety, according to the Chicago Sun-Times. Pritzker, according to the Associated Press, blasted the state lawmaker, Darren Bailey, who was behind, on the initial, uh, behind the initial successful attempt to invalidate his order, although on a much smaller scale. Quote, it's insulting. It's dangerous, and people's safety and health have now been put at risk, Pritzker said. There may be people who con contract the coronavirus as a result of what Darren Bailey has done. Meanwhile, California alone is facing at least a dozen lawsuits that include claims that the state has unjust, unjustly closed down gun shops and religious services. Michigan Governor Gre uh, Gretchen Whitmer is up against a lawsuit from Republicans in her state's House and Senate over extension of already strict emergency order and has reg uh, regulated residences, movement, and closed businesses. Kentucky protesters sued officials including Governor Andy Bashir, also a Democrat, for allegedly violating the First Amendment and and banning by banning mass protests. Oh man, a group of Ohio gyms uh, sued Republican, Republican Republican Governor Mike DeWine over his reopening order, excluding them from uh, from those businesses allowed to operate. But it was subsequently announced that he would be allowed to reopen. They would be allowed to reopen after all. So the wide the wide spade, widespread spate of suits shows, Jesus. <laughs> too much alliteration it's better written than, than read trust me the widespread spate of suits shows that the government the governor's taking the lead on the coronavirus and the federal government and state legislatures largely in the back seat and those who disapprove of the nature of coronavirus lockdown see the judiciary as their only option for relief from the orders 
Lawsuit against Maryland Republican Governor Larry Hogan by a group of businesses in Western Maryland, some former military members, Republican state lawmakers, and several religious leaders is pending in the U.S. District Court of Maryland with the government, government's most recent filing coming Monday. The initial complaint in the suit said Governor Hogan has respectfully gone beyond all necessities of the case and continues to invade the domain of federal authority and our rights secured by the Constitution. The suit also alleges that Hogan's aides refused to, uh, to state Delegate Daniel Cox would not be arrested for speaking at a rally at, uh, against the governor's orders, citing prohibitions against large gatherings. So here's the thing. Wow, this is a long article. Here's the thing. It's like, you knew this was going to happen, didn't you? You crazy-ass governors and power-hungry authoritarians. You knew this was going to happen. The government is not a, an executive branch alone. That's called a dictatorship. You know, the legislature needs to be involved. The judiciary will be involved sooner or later. And I hope a bunch of you, I wish, uh, it's probably not going to happen, but a whole bunch of you need to be thrown in prison, if you ask me, for all this authoritarian nonsense. We're going to lock you up for walking. We're going to lock you up for uh, getting out in a boat. We're going to lock you up for getting in the water, for leaving your house, for going to a bar, for protesting against these, <laughs> for arresting people for protesting. You can't protest. You can't protest against uh, us arresting people for protesting. <laughs> you know what that sounds like? That sounds like fucking China, okay? Now, I know I said a couple weeks ago that uh, it's, only, it's only Democrats doing this, but there are some dumbass Republicans out there doing this as well. Specifically, it is a lot of the liberals who want to keep you in your home. That's the way they can control you. If you they never let you out. But I don't know about you, but everyone is fucking stir-crazy, and that's why the beaches are packed, and that's why bars are packed, and that's why people are trying to get on about the business of our lives. Money, money only has value if there's labor behind it, all right? You can print money all day long, but money doesn't mean a thing if there's nobody working. I don't know how to explain this about how money isn't a real thing. You can't eat money, you know? A diamond's only worth something if, if you're already well-fed and in a <laughs> well-sheltered and so forth. Then you may be interested in a diamond, Okay? But the basic necessities, I need a place to I need <laughs> I need a place to eat, I need a place to sleep, I need a place that's safe, you know. I need a place to poop, I need something to wipe my butt with. And you know, if everyone's staying at home, the best thing you can wipe your butt with is money because the dollar is based upon the confidence in the US market. And there's if there's no confidence in the US market because nothing is being made, nothing is being done, then the money has no value. Anyway, that was a bit of a rant. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's read this article. I hope Nancy Pelosi uh, graduates middle school soon. Uh, yeah, Nancy Pelosi digs at Trump, calls the president morbidly obese. We're not supposed to fat shame people. Yeah, you're not supposed to fat shame people. Yeah, you can fat shame people. I don't care. If she, that. <laughs> I did it last week, you know. I've, that shaming works, but that's a different rant. Anyway, um, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat from California, took a shot at President Trump's weight amid the revelation that he has been taking the anti-malaria drug uh, hydroxychloroquine that uh, he previously touted as a treatment for coronavirus. 
During an appearance on CNN on Monday night, Pelosi was asked if she was concerned about Trump's announcement that he had been, uh, he had been prescribed the drug by the White House physician. Quote, as far as the president is concerned, he's our president, and I would rather he not be take, uh, taking something that has not been approved by the scientist, especially in his age group and in this, shall we say, weight group, what it is morbidly obese, they would say. So I don't think that's a good idea. Pelosi told CNN anchor Anderson Cooper before he moved on to another question. Trump stoked a, a flurry of reaction uh, Monday after revealing to reporters that he has been taking hydroxychloroquine to stave off the no novel coronavirus um, with many experts urging uh, Americans to consult with doctors before taking such a step. The president said he had been taking hydroxychloroquine and a zinc supplement daily for about a week and a half now. Trump has spe spent weeks pushing the drug as a potential cure for COVID-19, despite there being no consensus on the effectiveness or safety. Dr. Sean Conley, the president's physician, announced in a statement Monday night, quote, after numerous discussions he and I uh, have, had about, have had about regarding the evidence for and against the use of hydroxychloroquine, we concluded the potential benefit from treatment over, uh, outweighed the relative risks. Excuse me. Still, many doctors urged Americans that the best, sort of best sources for medical information are medical experts, not the president. Fair enough. Quote, you have to have a discussion with your doctor to decide what's best for you, Dr. Jeanette Neshiwa. That's a tough one. A Fox News medical contributor warned. Quote, it's not going to be good for everyone, but it's going to be beneficial and potentially life-saving for others. Dr. William Schaffner, an infectious disease specialist at the Vanderbilt Medical Center, went a step further. Quote, I certainly would not recommend that people in the U.S. asked. I certainly would not recommend that for people in the U.S. Ask their physicians to prescribe uh, hydroxychloroquine for the prevention of COVID, Schaffner told the Wall Street Journal. Its use is entirely speculative. Former Planned Parenthood President Dr. Lena Wen, Liana Wen, excuse me, said there is no evidence for hydroxychloroquine being effective in treatment of COVID-19 or pro, pro, prophylaxis. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. To prevent disease, she continued, "This medical situation, uh, this medicine, this medication has serious side effects. I am very concerned about uh, Donald Trump continuing to model behavior that could harm many Americans." Anyway, so uh, the big deal, what, you know, I mean, I'm trying to say this right. Big deal. He's taking some pills. You know, the president, you know, they, they take pills. I think John Kennedy, John F. Kennedy was uh, was doped up all the time because <laughs> he had like severe pain and so forth. These presidents are generally old men, you know. Anyway, but I mean, it's just immature of Nancy Pelosi because that's that's all, all that's all they got right now. That's all they got right now is you know fat jokes, fat shaming the president. That's all they got because everyone knows they they're done. The Democrats are done. They've looked like they, this whole COVID thing has made them all look like partisan assholes. And so I think a lot of people, even the moderates, the swing voters, those people who are. They dislike Trump, but they understand is like giving power to these idiots is like, you know, we got a serious pandemic and they're still like, oh, well, the clear the clear way to fight COVID-19 is for the United States to switch to socialism and then everyone will be safe. This is what they're talking about. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's talk more about this hydroxychloroquine stuff before we start converting stuff to socialism. Idiots.
Childish Nancy Pelosi. Speaking of old people, she's old as hell. She's been Speaker of the House for a long-ass time. Jesus, they need term, li term limits. I don't like these people who are professional politicians. I mean, I got friends who are professional politicians, but I mean, it's... You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be in the same position in government for that long. Okay, the Speaker of the House should change frequently. The person who is the Speaker of the House for the minority party should always, should change. Should be younger people, not Botoxed rich bitches from, Cal, from, from San Francisco where there's shit on the streets. You, you think you know how to run this country better? Shit on the streets. People get sick everywhere. Nancy Pelosi. He's fat. And it's like, well, that's the winning move right there. You called him fat. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. You want to hear some more bullshit? There's a crazy-ass California. Mm. So, this is what your tax dollars are doing. Uh, California opens up coronavirus funding for immigrants in state illegally and faces backlash. <coughs> uh, um, undocumented undocumented immigrants in California are now allowed to apply for the state's coronavirus relief program that will pay $500 per person and up to $1,000 per household, according to reports Monday. The Los Angeles Times reported that Sacramento has freed up $75 million for the fund, which could help about 150,000 who may be facing severe hardships during the pandemic. An earlier report in the paper said the Center for American Liberty is suing the state, claiming that that money is not a slush fund for the governor to spend as he sees fit. That's in quotes. And it hopes to block the package. Opponents of the measure insist that any taxpayer funds should be directed to U.S. citizens who are also struggling amid the pandemic. The L.A. Daily News reported that the state is, a, is home to about 2 million undocumented immigrants who are not eligible to receive any kind of federal stimulus. The report said that the fund could hit $125 million, which would include $50 million from donations. The money is expected to run out quickly. No kidding. The state website opened on Monday, and there was uh, so much traffic that the site crashed, the Fresno Bee reported. Quote, the website is currently up and running, and we are continuing to increase its capacity, Scott Murray, a spokesman for the state's Department of Social Services, told the Bee. Kim Willett, O-U-I-L-L-E-T-T-E, -T -T -E. Kim Willett, I think I got it, attorney and fellow uh, with the legal aid at work, told the paper that the state should, quote, step in and do something more significant because the funds will only cover a percentage of the immigrants in the state illegally. Applications will be accepted until June 30th or until funds run dry. Governor Gavin Newsom announced in April that he would spend $75 million of taxpayer money to create a disaster relief fund for immigrants living in the country illegally. He was criticized by some Republicans in the state. Senate Republican leader Shannon Grove said at the time that Newsom should spend the money uh, instead on food banks, equipping for students to continue their education online, and local government struggling with revenue losses. Quote, instead of meeting these urgent needs, Governor Newsom has chosen to irresponsibly pursue a left-wing path and unilaterally secured $125 million for undocumented immigrants, said Grove, who represented Bakersfield. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think we should give these people any money. 
It'd be better to put money into food banks because even they, the, the illegal immigrants could have access to those if you're, think, if you're worried about the humanitarian crisis. All right, but I'm not, I don't think you know, our tax dollars should be spent. You know, I don't think, I don't want one cent of my money, any federal money that I, they took out of my paycheck, I don't want one cent going to an illegal immigrant in California or anywhere else for that matter. You can legally immigrate, 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 yeah, immigrate to a country. Just because you sneak in doesn't mean, you know, you get rights. And these Democrats that say, oh, we, illegal immigrants, which just gives them an amnesty. Don't you know that they're Catholic? <laughs> Don't you know that a lot of them are Catholic? They're not going to vote for you. They're going to come to their senses and realize you're a bunch of uh Liberal idiots, I guess. I don't. I don't know. I think I used all my <laughs> used up all my liberal insults. <laughs> Hit my quota. I can't do any more. Do I have any more? Do I have any more articles where I got to get to yell at liberals? No, I think we're good. I think we're good. Okay, let's go on to this next story. Uh, Atlanta police arrest dozens impound exotic cars in illegal street racing crackdown. Uh, the Atlanta Police Department said it arrested 44 people and impounded 29 vehicles during a crackdown on illegal street racing over the weekend amid the coronavirus pandemic. Every single sentence has that, that phrase at the end. Amid coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> Quote, we pledged to deal with these speedsters and reckless drivers who have shown a complete disregard for the safety of others uh, with these dangerous antics. Uh, Chief of Atlanta Police Department Erica Shields said in a statement, quote, this weekend we will uh, help with the help of our law enforcement partners we made inroads. The operation also led to 114 citations and the seizure of four firearms, including a semi-automatic rifle, police say. Officers taking part in the crackdown targeted several locations throughout the city that have been hot spots for street racing activity in the past. Images released by police show exotic car, cars being towed into, onto tow trucks. Quote, arrests and citations including traffic offenses such as laying drags, uh, speeding, and reckless driving to other criminal offenses such as DUI, drinking in public, and possession of marijuana. Of course, you've got a couple of those. 44 people. Yeah, you're going to find some of that. 44 people. <laughs> That's what the Atlanta Police Department said. Continued on and said, uh, one convicted felon was found to be in possession of a firearm and charged accordingly. Uh, earlier this month, Shields said incidents of street racing and stunts in the city are at all-time high, according to Fox 5 Atlanta. Quote, we will continue to Im impound, arrest, and seek costly fines for those individuals who choose Atlanta for this senseless behavior, she said following the crackdown. I like that. I like those. I, li I, I really hate those assholes with the, that think they're racers. <laughs> and they get this nice, they have this real nice car and they feel like they have to race it. Because they got a little dick or whatever, and so it, I like those guys who who race getting caught. I like those guys who are who are doing that. I like that. I like when they get caught because you shouldn't be doing that. That's illegal. Just because you have a car that can go fast doesn't mean it should go fast. And if it gets taken away from you, good. You probably don't deserve it if that's what you do with a car like that. I like I like getting a little speed. I understand, but racing is dangerous as hell. I blame Vin Diesel. All right, let's talk about the Space Force. U.S. Space Force launches a mystery space plane. I think they're going to tell you what they're putting up there. You're out of your mind. Anyway, 
U.S. Space Force launched a secretive unmanned space plane into orbit on Sunday, just days after President Trump unveiled the flag for the new U.S. military branch. Fox Nation host Tammy Bruce used her twice-weekly program to highlight the news, uh, which many Americans have overlooked among the constant developments in the coronavirus pandemic. Amid the coronavirus pandemic. That's how you end sentences these days. Um, quote, you may have missed this because it takes just a little bit of news and some, it makes just a little bit of news and sometimes the left mocks it, says Bruce on Get, get Tammy Bruce on Tuesday. Uh, quote, but the fact of the matter is that we have been behind China, been behind China in a number of ways, and certainly when it comes to what happens in outer space and their preparations to launch not just space war, but to dominate uh, the United Alliance at five rocket vehicle Air Force Station in Florida. In recognition. In recognition of the efforts to fight the pandemic as well as the virus's victim, a written dedication was attached to the Atlas V rocket and it read, In memory of COVID-19 victims and tribute to all first responders and frontline workers, America strong. This was the sixth mission of the X-37B space plane, which had returned to Earth in October after completing more than two years in orbit. The space lane is solar-powered, reusable, and operated remotely. Space.com noted that most of its payloads remain classified. Duh. Uh, during an Oval Office ceremony last week marking the unveiling of the official flag of the U.S. Space Force, Trump told reporters that the U.S. is building an incredible military equipment. It's amazing. It's the biggest. It's huge. Frankly. Um, we have, I call it a super duper missile, the president said. <laughs> I believe it. I knew that. Just reading that sentence, I know that Trump said that. We have, I call it the super-duper missile. You've heard Russia has five times faster missiles, and China's working on five or six times. We have one 17 times. And it's just gotten the go-ahead. Now calling it a super-duper missile. <laughs> oh, wait, this is somebody else. Now calling it the super-duper missile weapon is a classic Trump, isn't it? Said Bruce, suggesting that there are a greater purpose behind the president's seemingly offhand remarks. Quote, anything the president says, anything that we're unveiling, all the things that we're doing are not just meant for American consumption, but worldwide consumption, she observed. Bruce argued that it's important uh, for the U.S. to prepare for the future, and she contended that this reality has become more evident in the wake of the coronavirus. Quote, it is clear that China is in some serious trouble, not just because of the virus at home, but because of the world's reaction to that, she said. Ooh, that's a, that's a portentous. Uh, quote, we don't know, we don't quite know what China's capable of do, doing, what they're willing to do, or even Russia for that matter. But one thing we've found is that the world now knows that we are uh, positioned to do what is necessary to defend the United States. According to a new Pentagon report released last year, China and Russia are likely building high-powered lasers that can shoot down U.S. satellites. The dynamic and the messaging of this, that America is not going to remain behind, that we are going to be active that these things matter, that China is on notice, so is Russia, and we are going to be playing very aggressively in this field, Bruce concluded. To watch all of this episode and more, join Fox Nation. So get Tammy Bruce, if, I, if you're interested in that. I'm not. Anyway, so, uh, cool. Space Force. You know, I kind of wish that, you know, 
I was born born a little later, I guess. I always wished I was born like ten years earlier, like if I was born in like nineteen sixty seven. That way, I could have been a uh, yeah. I would have liked my teenage years in the early eighties. That would have been awesome. But you know, at the same time, you know, um, I would like to be like joining the Navy today or something like that because that means I could one day become part of the Space Force, and that is way more cool than being in the Navy or the Air Force or anything else. I think it's probably the coolest branch of the military so far. And, uh, but the problem is, is that if I joined, when I joined the Navy in 19, 1997, you know, I would have probably, probably retired in 2007, wait, no, 2017. And I still would have missed, missed out on being in the space force. That's kind of a bummer. So just, it wasn't in my, my cards. Was it, it wasn't my destiny to be a space soldier, space sailor. That would be cool, though. I would love to do it. Maybe I could talk my niece into it. Anyway, I got one more story. I like to end on a positive note. I may end a little bit early. I hope you don't mind. Well, it's not up to you. Anyway. So a Chinese man abducted 32 years ago as a toddler is reunited with his birth parents thanks to facial recognition tech. Yeah, so a Chinese man kidnapped as a toddler 32 years ago was reunited with his biological parents during an emotional news conference Monday after police used facial recognition technology to track him down and confirm his identity, according to reports. The man, born Mao Yin, was just two years old when he was abducted in 1988 outside a hotel entrance in Chinese city of Xi'an. In Shanxi province, the BBC report. Hope I got that right. Chinese is so hard. Uh, he was walking home from a nursery with his father, who had stopped at the hotel to get his son a drink of water. Mao Zhenping said he took his eyes off his son just briefly before realizing he was gone. The child's mother, Li Jinji, Li Jinji, then quit her job and began a decades-long search for her abducted son, which involved sending out more than 100,000 uh, 100, flyers and making television appearances, including one as recent as January 2020. Wow, this year, in which he pleaded for his return, South China Morning Post reported. Mama loves you. She followed 300 leads, but none drew her closer to her son. Through her work with the nonprofit Baby Come Home, she was uh, she was she has helped reunite 29 families with their own missing children. Wow, the Guardian reported. "Quote: I would like to thank these tens of thousands of people who helped us." Lee told. Xinhua News Agency. Quote, I can't believe that after helping 29 missing children find their families, humble brag, I am able to find my own son. Police held a news conference Monday to reunite the couple with their, with their son. Parents Mao Zhenping and Li Jing, Jingji sat on, the, on a stage before Miao, Mao, Lin, Mao Yin was called out. Their son, their son then ran into his mother's arms, state, China's state-run outlet CCTV reported. <laughs> they can run fluff pieces, too. It's now, the now 34-year-old man was raised uh, by the name Gu Ningning, Ning Ning, some 380 miles away in the city of Mianyang in the Sichuan province without ever realizing he was a subject of a decades-long search seen on TV. He said he planned to stay in Xi'an for a couple of days to spend time with his birth family. Quote, to be honest, I'm not quite sure about the future yet, 
The Sun told Xinhua News Agency. <sighs> a lot of China's words. Authorities now say the boy, the boy was sold to a childless couple by his abductors for 6,000 yuan, about $845 today. Uh, it remained unclear if the adoptive parents were aware of the kidnapping plot. It wasn't until late April that police received a tip about a man in the Sichuan province who had purchased a child in late 1980s from Xi'an. Investigators then used a photo of Mao Yin as a boy to create a simulated image of what he might look as an adult. Police then ran that image through a government database that checks for matches, CCTV reported, because they have everybody's face on file in China. Guarantee it. All right, CCTV reported. Uh, they identified the man as living in Mianyang. Mian Mian oh, for God's sake. That posed a close resemblance. After tracking him down, the investigators conducted a DNA test, which confirmed he was the kidnapped son. Child abduction has been an ongoing problem in China for decades. Some kidnapped children are sold into the sex trade. A lot of them, actually. Sold into the sex trade. Ew. Forced into slave labor or coerced into begging or panhandling. Others are exploited by orphanages, orphanages looking for payouts from international adoptees and or even domestic couples wanting a son to carry on the family name, The Guardian reported. Chinese authorities have used DNA tests to reunite some 6,300 kidnapped children with their biological parents during the last year alone. Though the Chinese government does not release child abduction figures, the U.S. Depart uh, State Department estimates some 20,000 kids are kidnapped in China a year, or about 400 a week, the BBC reported. And it sounds bad, but don't you think that, you know, a lot of that has to do with the fact that there's just so many damn people in China? <laughs> uh, you know, you're going to have higher rates of these kind of things uh, in, in China. You know, here, and here's my point, is that, you know, even China, not everything that that government does is evil, all right? Not, you know, even, even an e evil regime can do a good thing accidentally or even on purpose sometimes. The difference is that, you know, uh, the United States likes to do good things all the time and, you know, not use their extensive database of everyone in this country in order to reunite missing, missing kidnapped kids. So, you know, instead of using this technology to, uh, you know, stop the kidnapping, stop the sex trade, <laughs> kids lucky didn't end up in a crate bound for parts unknown. Possibly India, you know, uh, the South Southeast Asia. That's where they fuck a lot of boys, right? That's where all the pedophiles go and visit, right? Southeast Asia. Anyway, it's two minutes before seven. We got some more shows. Do we have some more shows coming in tonight? Okay, so we got some more shows coming in tonight. Um, there's a lot of stuff. That is on fxbgpublicradio.com. Be sure to check us out. And if you're interested in the show, our prices are very reasonable. You know, uh, $15 an hour, basically, or $6 a month for an hour uh, a week, uh, just like my show. And if you think you can do better than this, you're welcome to try. Just get in touch with FXBG Public Radio. You can email uh, EK um, or myself at fxbgpr.com. Either admin at fxbgpr.com or madman at fxbgpr.com. Also, if you want to send me an email for the mailbag that I do sometimes, you can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. Be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Just search Shock Monkey Radio on YouTube. Uh, go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. Get access to all of our video content behind the scenes and all the extra stuff that we have. And the more patrons I get, the more I can provide you uh, specialized content for the patrons 
on patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash madman lowercase. Get yourself some merch. Is there anything else? Sorry, we're not going to have any music at the end. We never have music at the outro anymore, so. Yeah, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you.